We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everybody, I'm Sophie, he's Mike, and she's Brenda, and welcome to On the Road with Mickey. If you're returning for another adventure with us, welcome back. We are so glad you have returned safely. And if this is your first episode with us and you're new here, welcome. It's so nice to meet you, and I'm going to show you the reins today. First up, we have our cheddar from the Big Cheese, which is basically our Disney news snippets. And then after that, we have our feature topic, which is what we talk about for most of the episode. And then after that, we have our This Day in Disney History, brought to you by me. And after that is our game of Who's Who. And that is brought to you by Mike, my dad. A oh, fair warning, I'm almost never wrong when it comes to this game. I almost always win it. And then after that... Brenda will be giving us a quote from the big man himself, Walt Disney, and it's just going to be amazing. So buckle up, keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the car at all times, make sure you're safe, fasten your seatbelts, all that good stuff, and we will see you on the road. It's time to get going. Let's go! Hey everyone, I'm Mike. And she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and he's Grogu. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode 109 for February 14th, 2022. And I want to give a very special happy Valentine's Day to my girls, Brenda, Sophie, and especially Cindy. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Thank you. And our feature topic this week is our Pixie Recap. We are looking at the highlights from Universal Orlando Resort. Um, last week, Brenda and I were fortunate enough to go to our Pixie Vacations Conference, PixieCon. Yep. And we had a great conference and we learned a ton and we experienced a ton and we want to talk to you a little bit about universal orlando resort so that's what this episode's about but before we get started of course we have our cheddar from the big cheese and sophie you're starting us off all right well justin the walt disney company earned 23 Academy Award nominations for the 94th Oscars, which will be presented on March 27th. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw Encanto was one for the animated movie. It's nominated oh, for animated course. movie of the year. So I yep. am not Yay, surprised. Let's hope, let's yeah. hope they get them. There that's were awesome. a lot of nominations over yeah. a lot of different movies. So good job. Yep. Well good done. job. Good job. Well, unfortunately, Disney Cruise Line announced recently that the debut of their new ship, the Disney Wish, 
has been pushed out to later in the summer. Originally slated to make its first sailing on June 9th, that's been pushed back to July 14th. For those affected by the delay though, if they can maneuver their schedules, they it's pretty good news for them. Disney's reaching out to them to rebook or refund their deposits, and additionally, those impacted are being offered a 50% discount on a future cruise departing by December 31st, 2023. 50% off is a lot of money. That is a so lot of change. So if you can maneuver your schedule a few weeks, that's a that's a lot of money. That is a big time deal. So I hope that works out for anyone who is supposed to sail. I know it's disappointing, but they have to do what they have to do in these COVID times. And, you know, yeah. the ship's delayed. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yep. And then lastly, this is cheddar for me and Sophie and Brenda, and especially Grogu, because I think he watches more than any of us. But we wanted to take a moment and thank you to everyone who has subscribed to our YouTube channel. We have just crossed over 100 subscribers, so we were able to create a custom URL. And for the geek in me, that means you can go to youtube.com slash C slash on the road with Mickey, as opposed to it being some long string of alphanumeric characters. Wonderful. And it's just so cool that it does that. So thank you to everyone that has subscribed yes and brought us to that yes. level and if you haven't subscribed and you want to the link is in the show notes you can subscribe there and hit the notification button to turn on notifications and you'll see when the next video appears Yay. so thank you everyone for thank following you along so much we, happy we just, to have you all here yeah we just love yeah. being able to have that for you guys yay and so and don't forget, there's all the different ways that you can connect with us, especially in our Facebook page and our Facebook group um, and on Instagram and by email. So if you have anything that you need to talk to us about, then reach out to us. And we love hearing from everybody. Yeah. So that takes us to our feature topic, our Pixie Recap, and our especially our Universal Orlando Highlights. Yeah. All right. So we're going to kind of take this like a Q&A session. Sophie has a few questions for us. And uh, I thought Brenda might give a little overview of what she liked best. And and I'll give an overview about what I like best and, and so forth. So we're just kind of going to roundtable it a little bit. And Grogu, I don't know if he has any questions or not. Did he come up with any? Uh, He'll piggyback off of me. Okay. So, so right. there you go. Well, to start off, and I'm just going in order of how I think the trip went for you guys. Uh, Perfect. You guys, well, first things first, <clears throat> you had to travel to get there. So, yeah. Daddy, I know that you took the train, but Miss Brenda, how did you get to Orlando? I flew southwest for the first time since February 2020. That was my first flight. Oh, wow. wow. I was a little nervous. Yeah. I did great. It was Good. it was great. And not no pressure or anything. This isn't a sponsored video. Just how would you rate the experience? It was good. Uh, I being at home and not having to wear masks daily, having to wear the mask the entire time in the airport, the entire time on the plane, the entire time 
you know, in the next airport and in Florida, it was, it was like being, being back a, about a year ago, but I got used yeah. to it. I was glad to be home, but the flight was smooth. The, I mean, the, um, I used to call them stewardesses, the flight attendants. I didn't see that they had any difficulties. I know sometimes you see in the news because everyone's got a phone that there's people that won't put their mask on and all those things. None of that stuff happened. It was yeah. it was very smooth. Very good. Yeah. All right. And Daddy, you told me a little bit about the train, but do you want to tell the audience how that went? Sure. So I took the Amtrak from Raleigh, North Carolina to Orlando to the Orlando station. It was a single train. I didn't have to change trains. And um, I originally bought just a coach seat. So I would be in a seat, um, but not have any sort of special room or anything. But um, one thing I learned about Amtrak is they, if they have availability in their, in their sleeper cars, their roomette, which is like a two bunk kind of small room, or a bigger room car, you can bid to see about getting that. And I put in a bid um, and I was able to get a roomette on both going down and coming back, which what that does is you don't have to stay in a seat the whole time. They convert your bed, your seat into a, a bed and it and it could actually sleep two people. So. Um, they have an upper berth and a lower berth, and I slept on the lower berth. They put a mattress down on it and everything like that. You get a nice blanket, and and you also get um, you also get meals. So I was served going down. I I had dinner and breakfast, and same thing coming back. I had dinner and breakfast, and they would bring it. You could either eat in the dining car or they would bring it to your room. And um, I had a bit of a cough. So I elected to, st to just stay in my room the whole time. Um, going down, the there was a bathroom that was just a little bit down the hall. Coming back, the car I was in had a bathroom right in the room. But I actually found that to be harder than going down the hallway to the bathroom, like in an airplane-type bathroom, Brenda. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because it felt more cramped to try and use the bathroom in your in your room you know yeah. so i almost feel like it was better to have it down the hallway um but it was a good experience um I, it's lengthy i'll tell you you know i left at 9 10 p.m to go to orlando and i arrived the next morning at 10 33 and mm -hmm. coming back um I left at 7.25, and they had some issues at the beginning, so we got back in at, like, 10 o'clock. So it was longer coming back than it was going down. Um, and there was a lady that was going, and the, the train went basically from Miami to New York City. Um, wow. And I picked it up in Orlando. And there was a lady that was going to New York City, um, and we just talked on the platform just briefly and she mentioned how, um, she wouldn't get to New York city. She was leaving at 7 25 PM. Like I was on that train. She was not going to get to New York city till like six 30 the following day. Wow. PM. 
So yeah. it's a long day. Yeah. That is a long trip. And you neat know, way to travel though. Neat it's way to neat travel. And it's, yeah. it's nice to be able to not have to worry about your driving. And if the airfare is, is too expensive, then it's an alternative. But it definitely is. It definitely has some time. So it, you, you got to factor that in. Yeah. You know? Well, and for for someone who loves to read but never ever has time to read, I would really enjoy traveling yeah. that way. Because you can. Yeah. What, what else can you do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I I'm glad I did it. I think my preferred method to get to Disney or Universal is always going to be car. Um, and I think I still would put flying ahead of the train because of. Um, because it's just so much, so much faster. quicker, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but this is an option if you need it. So awesome. So I'm glad I tried it out though. And I'm glad I was able to experience that and, and, and kind of dive yeah. into how that all works. So, so it's definitely an option though, for some people, depending on where you live. Yeah. Um, so, so there you go. So. All right. All right. Um, and well, I guess obviously after you guys went on the traveling part, you guys went to a room. Uh, I know daddy had to like switch rooms halfway through or something because he bought his own room for one night and then the next nights of the vacation, the room was complimentary, I think. From Pixie? It was paid for. It was paid for as part of our conference fees. Gotcha. So, so yeah. So Brenda was smarter than I was because she arranged, <laughs> she asked about it, and they gave her the room that she was going to be in for the for the conference. So she had to do ah. um, like a checkout check-in, but she didn't have to change rooms. Is that right, Brenda? Yes, I had reserved just, you know, a standard pool view room and I asked Alejandro when I checked in who was ultra helpful I loved the guy um I said you know with the block starting tomorrow is there any chance I could be put in that room so I don't have to switch and he said it was like a $30 upcharge and I gladly paid that to not have to move all of my things you know right. repack up move all of my things so it really worked out well I was very grateful yeah ah, I see and, and I was in um I had reserved a room and I and they gave me a room and Biasia was my travel agent or my my um person helping me check in and um and she actually helped me both days um and I didn't think to ask her about that so I had like a standard room that would sleep four and I put posts I put pictures on my Instagram and on my Facebook but I'll I'll um I'll maybe list some post some pictures later yeah. but it was a real nice room it was sleep four and it um was really you know it's a nice room at cabana bay has really nice rooms i feel like for what you for what you get and um and then the the room that i had to switch to was a suite so it would sleep up to six so yeah. so it had a a seating area that was like a um, a pull-out couch that would open up into a bed, a couple chairs. It had a kitchenette, Sophie. Mm -hmm. And then 
the bedroom part of it had the two queen beds and it had um, a doorway that you could close for the privacy for if your kids were going to bed or whatever. Um, and it had a split bathroom. So that means it had one room was a toilet and then the other was the shower and they had sink in the shower, but they also had a, a sink space in between the two sections of the bathroom. So you had basically two sinks. So, um, so it was, it was nice. You could have someone in the shower or the bathtub while someone was going to the bathroom. So it made it, it makes it nice. And it's a really good, it's a really good, um, set up there. So that does sound like a really nice room. Yeah. And you actually answered the question that I was trying to segue in, which was, how did you guys enjoy the rooms at Cabana Bay? Yeah. Yeah. Brenda's back. Always I'm so good. sorry. No, What's you're fine. No apologies. There's nothing wrong. And um, <laughs> Sophie, had, I was just telling her about the the suite room, Brenda, and she was saying, asking how we liked the rooms um, at Cabana Bay. Yeah, I um, since we didn't try the regular room with just, you know, the two queen beds have nothing to compare it to. But I do. I like several things about these rooms. <clears throat> Number one is I like the um, you know, I like having the small fridge, but I also like how the living room area closes off with a sliding door. So you actually do have some privacy if you're, say, a family and then maybe, you know, friends or something in the same room you know it gives you some privacy some boundaries yeah i do like that i like that a lot yeah i also and like how the toilet area is in one closed off door room and then the shower and another sink is in the other closed off and then you have the you know the sink right in the middle where you can get ready i like the space i think they did a really good job yeah and one thing um i don't think now correct me because I've never stayed at a suite like a like a Lion King room or whatever at Art of Animation, but um, but the kitchenette at Cabana Bay came with a microwave, and I know that there are some some of my families with especially ones that have special needs and special mm -hmm. diets for their kids have asked specifically about microwaves, and if I'm not mistaken. You don't get a microwave at a room at Disney unless you maybe can request it and they're not guaranteed or something like that. Is that well the the family suites at Art of Animation do have microwaves. Oh, okay. So they do. Okay. Yes, I didn't they do have microwaves that. in those rooms, but the regular rooms don't. But of course but villas regular. have like full kitchens. So Yeah. Um, but the family suites do have a microwave in their kitchenette area. Okay. So that's not any different than over at Disney then. But it's still nice that you have that option. Yes, for um, sure. Especially if, if you're going to be there a while and you are you don't want to just, you know, go out to eat all the time. You can, that's you right. Know, you yeah. got enough space you can put groceries in and whatnot and, and all that. So, so it makes, gives you options on your dining for sure. Yes. Yes. It was very good. All right. All right, so. very nice. Um, well, I guess I know that you guys spent most of the trip um, talking in the conference calls and stuff. 
but what was your free time like? I know you guys took an extra day to enjoy Universal. Do you want to tell me about that? Sure. Sure. Go Brenda, for it, Mike. Want okay. <laughs> um, so we arrived, like I said, we Brenda and I arrived on the second. The conference started on the third. And so on the second, um, Brenda and her sister were already at Universal at the parks when I got in and I met up with them in um, at Hogwarts, not at Hogwarts, at Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, um, outside of Gringotts in Diagon Alley. So Diagon Alley is on the Universal Studios Florida side and then Hogsmeade is on the Islands of Adventure side. So there's two parks and you can take the Hogwarts Express between the two. As long as um, you have a park to park ticket. You have to have the park to park ticket. So absolutely you have to have that or you cannot ride it and you can't go to both parks on the same day without a park to park ticket. And Sophie, for comparison, um, cause you've only been to, you've only been to the park once and it was yeah. a really quick day. Um, it's kind of like being at Disneyland, um, Disneyland in California adventure, you've got you got downtown Disney separating the two and it's kind of like a similar concept over here in Orlando with Universal you've got Universal Studios and you got Islands of Adventure and you got City Walk and they're all right there together so you really want to park to park because it's so easy and so short to get from one to the other that it really makes it worth it especially with the Hogwarts Express train for sure so and on the train, Sophie, what's yeah. cool about it is that when you're going from Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade, you see the scenery a certain way and you and you have the same experience that Harry did with the Dementors, you know, Whoa. coming on the train and whatnot. And and it's all, you know, it's just a short little train ride, um, but it's it feels like you're going a lot further than you really are. Um, and then coming back, it's like you're leaving Hogsmeade station and you're going to um, back to back to London at the end of the school year. So so it's kind of neat, you know. Yep. On that first day, we also had an all important treat. Yes, we did. Tell, oh. us, tell us about the treats. Oh, well, we had ice cream from the ice cream shop right there. And I had a waffle cone with soft serve pistachio ice cream, which I only ever have at Universal. And what did you have, Mike? I had a waffle cone with chocolate ice cream, but Sophie, it wasn't chocolate like you would normally see in soft serve. It was white and had chocolate syrup yeah. mixed in. To make it chocolate. It looked cream. good. And yeah. it was so good. They were so good. Oh my good. gosh. So, so good. That yeah. ice cream shop there has really unique flavors. It's, um, it's really good. Floor, how do you say it? Yeah, like I know. Florentine Francesco's <laughs> or however it's said. I, I'm horrible I with have the name. No you know idea. what I mean, right? From Hogsmeade over at Hogsmeade, the ice cream shop. Flourish yep. and Blots? No. Um, Actually, not Hogsmeade side. This was Diagon Alley side. Yeah, it was it? Diagon Alley side. Diagon Alley side. I'm it's pretty floor, sure. Flora, 
something. Diagon Alley. It's Florian. Yeah, sorry that. Florian Flortescues. There hers. you go. Yeah. You remember when he when he ran away because he saw um, he saw Sirius as as the dog, as the Grim. Oh. Remember, and he's and he was put up at the Leaky Cauldron to stay there while that before until school got underway, and um, and he would eat the desserts at Florian Fontescues. I'm still saying it wrong, but that's that's where we ate, had our ice cream. It was good, and it was really really good. Wow. So we enjoyed some rides. We enjoyed some great ice cream. It was a great day. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. For rides, Brenda and her sister Pam did. Um, you did. We did Men in Black. Escape from Green Gots. Ooh, very and then nice. We did, together, we did Jimmy Fallon's ride and we did. Uh, what else did we do together? We Transformers? Did the Transformers ride. Man, I love those rides. They're so super cool. Yeah. Nice. They're just super cool rides. I mean, what can yeah. you say? All right. And so I'm not going to ask about the work-related side of things because I don't know if you guys are allowed to talk about that. But if you had to choose a highlight of the trip, like an absolute highlight, what would it be? You know... We're allowed to talk about some of the work stuff um, because a lot of it was was mainly bouncing ideas and, you know, interacting with our fellow agents about what works for your business and what works for your business and kind of, you know, helping everyone to to see that, you know, what works for one person, it doesn't always work for someone else, but there might be things that you can try out to see if it does help your presence on social media and and help you with your sales and and things like that and and part of it is also about being able to be face to face because so much of what's been going on with covid we haven't been able to have any face to face time other than like we're doing through through Skype or go to meeting or zoom or whatever platform you use for your, for your, you know, remote connections. Um, so it was great to be able to have that interaction with them. And, um, and it, and it helps also if you're a newer agent, like some of ours, our, our pixies are newer. Um, it helps for them to be able to hear that you know it's not always about a number you know it's about the teamwork and helping if you if you're not getting the results you want well let's try something else and see if we can't get results from that you know so for me the absolute bar none highlight of the whole trip is our is our one-on-one time our pixie time where we are just bouncing ideas off of each other and hearing what works for one client or one, one agent and what, what didn't work for others and, and just feeding off of each other's thoughts, you know, and, 
and really drawing that connection because that's you know it's all about we are in a people industry you know we're agents we are we are helping our clients to have the and make the memories that last for their families that will last the the the, the test of time and we all have that passion for our yeah. clients and it's just it's just incredible to be able to share that passion with each other you know yeah. so that is bar none far and away the best part of it for me regardless of you know the tour and all the stuff we did that was the fun side of stuff the takeaway for me is always in the conference time i think for me it was too i i think it was it was obviously being being with the pixies being with the pixies and sharing that time and encouraging each other and just being able to see old friends that I haven't seen in years and being able to, you know, meet new friends in person and give them a hug and I've waited forever. And, but mm -hmm. that VIP tour, I'm sorry, that VIP tour where you just walk right onto all those rides. I, there's just nothing like that to me. I just, yeah. that is so awesome. I just am so grateful for that. That was wonderful. Yeah. So, so let's go over that VIP tour, shall we? Yeah. Please. So, for anyone listening who isn't certain what that's about, okay, if you're staying, if you are visiting Universal Orlando Resort, one of the options that your agent, or you can work on your own if you if you choose, but one of the things you can do is schedule a either a private or a non-private VIP tour. If you do a private VIP tour, they have different time slots that you can get it set up for. And you basically, um, the private is only for you and your family. And the non-private, you can have up to 10 people um, in two families. So, so you might have some people that you don't know, but you might get to know them through the tour and they might become friends. So there's, uh, there's advantages to both. Um, and for the private tour, if you do a morning tour, then you get breakfast and lunch. Um, but in our case, because of the timing of when we did it, we only had lunch and we had lunch at a place called La Bamba, which is exclusive for people that are doing private VIP tours. And this is something that Pixie scheduled with our, um, with our representatives from Universal Orlando Resort. And that's why we were able to do it. And beyond the lunch, the whole point of it is that you have two tour guides and they are taking you to the main attractions the top billing attractions at universal and you are able to experience them like brenda said you're walking straight into the line um and you're you're not having to wait in line because you know you paid for the vip tour and um and in addition to riding the rides you also get a lot of cool backstory about it and you get to see parts of the park that you don't normally see yeah. because they're off limits to to regular to regular guests like we walk past the studios where they film some of the universal studio stuff yeah um we saw where they would film um the show for slime 
Um, I can't remember, mm. what, but it was like that slime that double show. dare, double dare thing or yeah. whatever, where their families went on and they'd get slimed. Yeah. And then we also saw where they film wrestling and, and things like that. And that's all stuff that you don't normally see in a normal park day at Universal. So, so it's really Pretty neat. Cool. And, and you get to experience, um, a lot of neat, really cool rides, um, without having to wait. And then. Um, if you're a guest and you do decide to do a tour, what's really cool is after the tour is over, which the tour is normally what, Brenda, about half of your park day? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's seven hours. Okay. So if you do, for instance, the 930 in the morning one, you're done by 430. Yeah, but the park is usually still open after that time is up. And with the park being open after your tour is done you are still able to use to ride the rides using the universal express pass um so that gives you a similar experience where you don't have to wait in the regular line you use the express pass line to get almost front of the line access yeah and so, you don't have to buy express pass at all for that day because you can just continue on using using that for you know until tour. nine o'clock or whatever the park closes yeah, so that's, so whenever the that's park a win-win for sure so so you get that advantage as well so it's um it is definitely something to look at and if you know disney also has vip tours but if you compare the two um i think it's a safe bet to say that the universal tour is better and it's less expensive yes distinctly less expensive so if anyone is interested in that, you can reach out to Brenda and I, and we'd love to help you plan your next Universal trip on that. Yeah, so much um, fun. It, it's it's definitely something to consider. Yeah. So, so what yeah. rides did you ride, Brenda? <laughs> For the VIP tour, you know, I rode everything except Hulk and Velocicoaster. I cannot do those fast out outdoor roller coasters, but I rode everything else. So. So oh. we had so much fun. So you rode Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure, which is my fave. Uh-huh. Escape from Green Gots. We rode uh what else we ride? I'm trying to think. I think I have it in my notes actually. Let's look. Is that day two? That was Yes. Yeah. Okay, so some Pixies rode the Hulk and Velocicoaster. I did not. You rode Kong. Um we did ride Kong. We rode the mm. Hogwarts Express. Both ways. I rode it both ways. Jurassic River Ride. That was fun. Um, yeah, that's all I have on here. We rode a lot. We rode a lot. Did we, we didn't ride Transformers again, did we? No, we didn't. No, we hmm. didn't. didn't. And we so. did have, we were going to ride Spider-Man. But Spider-Man was having an issue, so that yeah. we weren't able to ride. Oh. Um, but it was okay, you know. I didn't ride nearly as many because um, it was my back was a little gimpy, and I didn't want to make it worse. So, so but I had fun in everything I did, and I saw um, when you don't ride the 
the guides will take you to an area so you can see most of the attraction and especially with regards to Hagrid's motorbike adventure. Oh my gosh, the the smoothness and the way that it goes awesome. and the curves is absolutely incredible, Sophie. And mm-hmm. it is and just for anyone not knowing Hagrid's motorbike motorbike adventure roller coaster is the longest outdoor roller coaster in the entire state of Florida, and it's almost a mile long. Wow! It goes fast. It goes goes really fast. fast. And it looks so smooth. And each car will hold two people: one on the motorcycle and one in the sidecar, just like what happened when they were leaving um, Privet Drive and they were trying to get away from the Death Eaters. Yeah. So. Awesome ride. So it's it's a really slick looking ride for sure. So. All right. So so that um that was that is one that I wish I had ridden although I'm glad I didn't try and push it. So um but that is one that I wish I had ridden. So. I see. Well, that so. is all my questions. Okay. Um, is there yeah. anything else you guys can think of that you want to touch on? Yeah, I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about some of our dining options that we had. Oh, so, yeah. um, I'll start with Cabana Bay is a prime value resort. So it has a food court section, doesn't have any sit down restaurants. But um, in the in the food court, it's called the Bayliner Diner. And they have stations just like Pop Century would with with their different stations and what you can order um, or French Quarter, you know, having the the Sasagula um, food court, um, you know, so there's a place you can get a burger. There's a place you can get, um, you know, other different things, you know, Chinese type meals and so forth. Yeah, um, breakfast, lunch and dinner. And they're yeah, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And but one of the things that interests me most was their grab and go options. Because a lot of times you just want to grab something and and take it and go eat. And you don't want to wait for them to prepare you a burger or whatever. And I tried that several times and actually had um they have hoagies and things like that that you can get that are fresh made. And they were really, really good. They had a ham hoagie, they had a turkey hoagie, and it's basically your meat and your cheese and your bread. And it, and you know, and you can buy chips to go with it, and you can get a drink, a bottle drink, or um, they have icy Sophie. You'll be glad yep. to know that they had um, Coke icy, yep. and they also had blue raspberry, <gasps> <laughs> yep. which Sophie has been missing at the movie theater because she loves oh a good blue gosh. raspberry ice cream. <laughs> they, they, they also had really good my... pre-made salads. Yeah, Ooh. they did have salads that were pre-made were that really, really, really good. So, so well, they dad. have a lot of good stuff that you don't have to wait for them to prepare. It's already been prepared ahead of time, and and it was good and and it's fresh. So. So definitely some options there if you just want to grab a quick sandwich um, or, you know, cereal and milk and so forth. 
Um, so, but they, of course, they have regular stuff too. You know, the regular waffles. I had I had a um, Belgian waffle with strawberries and syrup and butter, and and it came with sausage, and it was good as well. So, so they have a lot of different meal options. And then um, on the first day before the VIP tour, the reason we didn't do a morning VIP tour is because we did. Um, site visits for four different hotels. We did um, we did Aventura. Aventura, and then we did Sapphire Falls, and then we did um, Dockside. Royal Pacific. Well, Royal Pacific first, and then Endless Summer Resort, which has a Dockside and a Surfside. So really, we did we did five almost. Um, but um, but we ate breakfast on that first morning at the um aventura urban pantry urban pantry yeah and i had pancakes there sophie that were so fresh and so fluffy and so hot and so good it was made right when i ordered it and they were really good and i had the uh, american breakfast with the scrambled eggs and bacon and biscuit and hash browns and they were it was fresh it was really a good breakfast yeah was it any powdery eggs or any, it was it was a really good substantial breakfast. Yeah. So the the beauty of it, Sophie, from a perspective of where you are, okay, Cabana Bay is on this side of the street and yeah. Aventura is just on the opposite side of the street. So it's really easy to get to mm-hmm. and so you're not walking a mile to go get your breakfast at if you wanted to go eat at this other place and you can go over there and eat and it's it's just open you know it's not like you have to be a resort guest at that resort just to eat there so so it's it's really convenient and it's really close so then you you can pool hop go in the pool after that yeah Yeah. exactly they have uh universally you can pool hop um you don't have to stay to the pool you're at um for your for your resort so that's an option as well so so there's a lot of benefits to to staying on property at universal and um anyone that is curious about it let us know because i'll tell you the the pricing is very competitive to staying on property versus staying off property at universal and what you get makes it worth it really makes it worth it in my opinion me too i agree totally and then um, we were fortunate enough that the first night we ate at Cowfish, which um, Sophie said is up here in Raleigh, also, Brenda, at Northfield. Oh, awesome. Well, it um, was. I don't know if it's still there, but I remember driving past it with my parents when they were going to take me to school over by North Hills. Okay. I didn't know it was there. Um, and that was, uh, that's a quite a interesting blend. They, they have sushi and they have fish and they have burgers and stuff like that. And they have some really unique items on their menu. I went totally cheap out and just went safe and I had California rolls and, um, they were good. But they were no different than like going to Wegmans for a California roll. So that's mm-hmm. something to keep in mind. But Alex, who was there with us at, at the conference, he tried this 
bacon double cheeseburger sushi roll thing that they basically take the burger and they cook it all up and then they wrap it with potato straws and then they cook and then they fry it up and so and then they cut it like it's a sushi like it's a roll of sushi and it's your burger all in sushi pieces and he said it was really good and he would try it again he would have it again he thought because he wasn't certain because alex isn't a fish guy he wanted to make sure that there was no fish in there and there's not and he really enjoyed it so well good so they have some unique options that i think i will um, i need to try that one next time if we eat there again so all right and then brenda where else did we eat we ate at the at big fire Uh huh big fire's like a grilled i mean it's a grill it's a big fire grill it's a restaurant with it had a lot of different choices though y'all had y'all had all kind of appetizers i couldn't have but you had like a cheese fondue thing with beef in it or something with uh-huh. bread and what else sausage and yeah you had a lot of appetizer type things yeah um i had a really good salad there with like cranberries and like honey granola and pumpkin seed, it was just really, really good and fresh. Very, very fresh. And I had the pork belly mac and cheese side, which was awesome. <laughs> Sophie loves And I know some of cheese. the uh some of the the other table I think had the s'mores, the after dinner s'mores dessert. They where did. they bring you like a Ooh. round charcuterie board with all the fixings for s'mores and you fix it at the table, which looked pretty cool. We didn't get that because we were Stuff. We were stuffed. I didn't <laughs> order a dessert, and I'm I'm telling you, I um, I had a six ounce filet mignon. It came with with um, carrots and like an herb mashed potatoes, and it was so good. Oh my gosh, it was so good, and um, that that meat was so tender, which you expect with a filet mignon, and it was like melts in your mouth kind of tender it was so good i i had a that was a really good meal and i really enjoyed it and all those appetizers that steve ordered were were really good as well bread with um like a like an herb butter and like a like a preserves of some sort jelly that you could put on it um Mm -hmm. and then that cheese fondue was really good and it was just everything was really good at that restaurant so it was it was worth i'm glad we ate there i would definitely really glad we ate there yeah so and then the last main dining that we had um and i think it was perhaps my favorite was um when we ate at portofino bay has a restaurant portofino bay is one of the premier rest premier hotels at Universal Orlando Resort, Sophie. And mm. they have a restaurant called Mama Della's. And it is an Italian place, Sophie. And Ooh. everything is served family style. And so they had um, several different Italian dishes. They had, um, what was the chicken one that they had, Brenda? They had, uh, it was like a chicken fettuccine it was like a chicken fettuccine alfredo 
yeah. That's the only one I could eat because, of course, I can't have nightshade, so I can't have anything else that has tomato in it. And everything else had tomato in it except for the salad. But it was very, very good. I did not feel like I was doing without. I mean, I couldn't have the lasagna. I couldn't have, you know. But but it was really good. It was really good. And they also had... They had lasagna, like Brenda said, and they had um, egg noodles with um, with shrimp. And I'm telling you, the shrimp were about the size of my fist. They were humongous, they were weren't they? Huge. Goodness. Shrimp. And it also had salmon, but I'm not a fan of salmon, so I didn't have any of that part of it. But um, and then the breads, of course, and. Um, and the cannolis. Oh, and those were. They good. had desserts. They had cannolis, <laughs> and they had. Um, tiramisu right yeah and they an had italian cheesecake and an italian cheesecake that was like a sponge cake kind it of it was it was extra. a different consistency it was very yeah. good and and they and it starts off like brenda said with a salad um and it was and bread and the bread the bread of course <laughs> bread is always makes everything better so <laughs> so it was a really good meal and the highlight after the meal was they brought in their little their little band it's their singers uh, yeah like Ooh. it's like a mariachi band but it's not mexican so it's not a mariachi band but they come around and they took requests and brenda had them re- re- she requested that they play her daddy's favorite song and what was that song brenda danny boy and oh. they played it and oh they did a fantastic oh it was incredible it was incredible. And they sang happy birthday for it was Courtney's amore. birthday that day. And then yep. they sang that's amore. And it was it was great. And you know, there they got is. their instruments and they're just playing and and everyone enjoyed it. It was beautiful, just really beautiful. Good. If really you are good. in Universal today, listening to this on Valentine's Day, go to Mama Della's tonight and have them sing to your loved one because it would be a really special thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and if it's not Valentine's Day when you're able to enjoy that, make it Valentine's Day when you go. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. So, yeah. It was it was a great meal and it was very nice that we were able to enjoy that. Yeah. So, so that kind of wraps us up as far as what we were talking about um in the different meals and things like that city walk is a phenomenal place and you know if you are ever interested in going there you can go to city walk just on your own you know it's you know if you go to a bar you might have a cover charge but there's so much to see and do and experience without even being in the parks that it's really a great venue and a great place to just kind of explore and shop. And that's where the Ravenclaw book, Sophie, that I gave you oh, came yeah. out of. Yeah. Came out of the Legacy Universal. Store, right? Yep. Came out of the Legacy Store at Universal. Yep. And mm-hmm. and it's I'm just so glad I got that for you. Thank you. Yeah. So. And there's one more thing Mike and I have to share about universal that we talked about a lot actually mm-hmm. and oh, that was too. if you're thinking about staying at a value property and you're thinking it's not going to be convenient it's going to be a pain let me tell you and michael tell you too 
that shuttle service at Universal oh my was gosh. right on. It was yeah. the most efficient shuttle service. We never waited more than two minutes for a bus. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Wow. And it is, it is, I think it's because of the economy of scale, you know, at Universal, everything is so close, close together, together yeah, you're right. that they don't have to have, and they don't have as many resorts, so they don't have to have as many buses that have to go to as many different resorts. So the shuttle that Brenda and I picked up being at Cabana Bay, we would pick it up at Cabana Bay. It would go across the street to Aventura. That's how close they were. And they would pick up and drop off there, and then it would go over to CityWalk to the to the shuttle drop off place, and that was the only places it needed to go. So inevitably, we'd get there, and there'd either be a bus already there waiting for us, mm-hmm. or there would one pull up like within a minute or two. Yeah, and and it was incredible. It was awesome. It's very then, very convenient. And coming out, you know, if it's if you're coming out of the parks. And you go down and you and you go to your shuttle location, inevitably the same thing was happening. And it was just and it's because they're able to run those all day. And they're such a close loop that it really makes it it makes it going from your resort to the park like a five minute journey, you know? Yeah. And and you don't have to worry, you know, it's really fast. And because of everything being close together, you go through security once. You go through security right when you get off. You go through the x-ray machines and whatnot, and then you're in and you're done. And you don't have to worry about going through security to get into the parks because you've right. already been through. And that's all there is. Yep. So, Wow. So it's, yeah, that shuttle service was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, phenomenal. Absolutely right, Brenda. All so, right. So that um that, that was I our think... experience. That was our conference, you know. And, yeah, that wraps it up. And we had such a good time. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. And um we had a really good event. It was a great event. It was a great and, event. And kudos to to our bosses, Steve and Lisa Griswold. That's right. The owners of Pixie Vacay, because they are what make that conference, the conference it is. That's right. Absolutely. Put a it lot starts of work from into them. It. Yeah. They put a ton of work into it and and it showed. You yeah. Know. So we really, way to really go, Lisa. It. We love you guys. That's right. Rock on Pixie. Rock on Pixie, exactly. All right. So does that wrap up our feature presentation? I think it does. Okay. Anything else, Brenda? Nope. All right. All right. Well, then that takes us to back to day. Disney. Back to yep. Disney. That's Look at right. that. Just like that, we're <laughs> at right. we're at the castle. Close proximity. And, and Sophie has this day in Disney history. So I take do. it away. I'm very excited about this one. This happened in 1938 on Valentine's Day, February 14th. It was the day after Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs Radio City Music Hall debuted and the New York Times publishes a review by Frank S. Nugent 
Nugent. I don't know how to pronounce that. Nugent is right. Nugent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Of Disney's first animated movie. Page 21 contains a drawing of Dopey and these words. Sheer fantasy, delightful, gay, and altogether captivating, touched the screen yesterday when Walt Disney's long-awaited feature-length cartoon of a grim fairy tale, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, had its local premiere at the Radio City Music Hall. Let your fears be quieted at once. Mr. Disney and his amazing technical crew have outdone themselves. Oh, that's nice. wonderful. That gives me goosebumps. I know. Yep. Oh my gosh. And we have the we have the advantage of history to know just how yes. much of a success that movie was. Oh wow. But, but if you were there reading that in 1938, absolutely oh. you'd be like, wow. That is some high praise. Some way to go. Yes, that is awesome. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you. All right. Shall we play our game? I missed this last week while someone was away (laughs) on a business trip. A business trip. Hey, we really worked, though. We worked our tail off. We worked. Yeah, yeah, I know you guys did. Sophie mentioned at one point the vacation. It was not a vacation because if it had been a vacation, then Butch would have been there. Yeah. And Sophie would have been there and Cindy Cindy would have been there. there. Yeah. So it was not a vacation. Yeah. And I have a great character for this week. Okay. You're going to yeah. love it. You're oh going to love it. And I'm going to put down that you're going to get it really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> this right, character. Yeah. I'll give you the benefit of me having my eyes closed. This character <laughs> was a guardian. A guardian. Okay. This character was demoted, though, to a gong ringer. Mushu. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I told you you were going to get it. (laughs) I love Mushu. I know. And later on, his loyalty with Mulan, even though his ideas... For Mulan didn't really pan out His loyalty to her And his um, His loyalty to her Especially over any personal gain Made him eligible And he was restored back to The role of guardian for the Fa family I love it So so Way to go Sophie Way to go Sophie Thank you. That is my Disney Who's Who character. Mushu from Mulan. Yep. And you know what? Honor. Honor on our entire family. Make a note of this. Honor on you. Honor on me. Honor on Grogu. Honor. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Honor. (laughs) 
All right, then. The Very good. Takes us to Miss Brenda with a little bit of Walt. I have a little bit of Walt. This is kind of a long quote, but good. I'm going to say it and then I'm going to leave it right there and I'm not going to say anything else. Okay. okay. The one thing I learned from Disneyland was to control the environment. Without that, we get blamed for the things that someone else does. When they come here, they are coming because of an integrity that we've established over the years, and they drive for hundreds of miles, and the little hotels on the fringe would jump their rates three times. I've seen it happen, and I just can't take it because, I mean, it reflects on us. I just feel a responsibility to the public when I go into this thing that we must control that. And when they come into this so-called world, that we take all the blame for what goes on. Walt Disney. Yeah. Times have changed. Sorry, I wasn't going to say anything. Yep. Yep. And with that, we are going to wrap it up. Next week, we are talking about celebrating birthdays at Disney. Yep. And we're going to focus on things that you can experience and enjoy at Disney for your birthday. Some things that may be different now because of COVID and because of the changes. But some of the things that we've experienced over the years at least. um, And we're going to also have a special sing-along I'm going to call yep. it a sing-along for a very special family member for next yep. week. So that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> My lips are sealed. You're not but, getting anything out of me. Yep. And Grogu. Speaking of birthdays, speaking. Sophie. No, 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 no. Shh. Somebody that's our fearless leader on the podcast celebrated a birthday during our Pixie Conference. And that would be... Okay, fine. We'll talk about this one. But only because he's here and it already passed. Happy birthday, Daddy. Happy birthday, Mike. Thank you, ladies. On February 6th, Mike celebrated his birthday, and we celebrated in pixie style, but we do have to mention it today because even though it's gone, it's definitely not forgotten. No, thank you. definitely not. Well, thank you, guys. Are you going to sing now? <sighs> Only because you asked so nicely. You can say no. Say please. Please? All right, and a one, and a two. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mikey. Happy birthday to you and many many more. Yay. Thank you, ladies. We love you, Mike. I love you guys, too. And just for the record, if anyone is wondering why it sounds like that, it's because the recording 
really it makes it hard to time it correctly amongst all of us singing at the same time Absolutely. so it's like we don't hear and we like we gotta slow it down to make it match and it's just really weird but um <laughs> but we experienced that didn't we Sophie, when we were singing happy birthday before yeah Brenda. yeah <laughs> But anyway, it still means a lot. So thank you, ladies, for singing. And thank you, Grogu, for singing. I heard him most. <laughs> He's very happy that you heard him. <laughs> he was and conducting, too. He was conducting, yeah. So that wraps us up. I'm Mike. She's Sophie. That's Brenda. And he's Grogu. And we hope you all have a great week ahead. And we will... See, See you, you on, on the road. road. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.